You're listening to the Foreign and International Medical Graduate Show, a podcast to inspire physicians in the process of immigration to the United States and access to graduate medical education. We create meaningful and helpful content that motivates medical students and doctors throughout the world with the goal of creating a community that supports itself and gives feedback to each other, that stays updated with the most recent tips and advice on how to make it in America and become a successful resident or fellow in the speciality of your dreams. Dr. Alonso Osorio is board certified and residency trained in both emergency and family medicine and will be bringing you 20 years of his personal experiences, struggles and motivation. We'll be chatting with people like you to talk about the lessons they've learned along their personal path, how to make an impact and how we can all benefit from it. Also, we'll analyze the current resources available and how to benefit from them. Thanks for joining us. Please enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Dr. Alonso Osorio. And here I am with episode 74. I think it's very much needed to take a pause in life and reflect a little bit about the current situation of what's going on, I would say, in the United States. I have had the privilege to maintain and keep licenses in the states of California, Texas, and Florida. And just within a year, I have had the opportunity to work both in Texas and in Florida itself. What am I getting to? I'm getting to the fact that is right now going through the heads of everybody else, you, me, and everyone else out there. COVID-19 and the Delta variant and the overwhelming situation that we're all going through. Why am I taking a pause? And let me use this media and the capacity that I have to put a message out there using my podcast and using the platform that I have been given to disseminate a message that it is my responsibility somehow as a physician to give a message of public health, trying to involve each one and every one of you guys, not only healthcare providers, but also the people, the normal citizen, uh, the dad, the mom, the grandfather, the grandmother, every person out there that has lost someone to this pandemic. In my personal family, we've lost two people to COVID-19 during the last burst last summer, and now it's been a year and, and we're still mourning their loss. It is not easy. Back then, we didn't have a vaccine, and now we do. And I'm going to try not to come from, this is not a political statement. Pretty much, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not coming from a political perspective, not from the Democratic Party, the Republican Party. I'm not coming at it as an immigrant, now citizen of the United States. I'm not coming at it as a father, as a son, as a husband. Today, I'm just coming bare naked with this, my soul in, in my hands to tell you that it is remarkably unfair what's happening across hospitals in the United States. 
is what I'm seeing, is what everybody's seeing. We have blogs, posts, social media groups on the internet, Facebook, WhatsApp. And if you don't want to listen to anyone, at least give me 30 seconds of your time and listen to my message. 99% of the people that are currently in the hospital on some sort of oxygen supply slash respiratory or ventilatory support are unvaccinated. I'm not here selling you a vaccine. I'm just telling you from my own personal experience what it has been like. The very sick ones, the ones that are dying, the ones that are chronically disabled, the ones that are being taken away from their families, from the human touch, from their contact, to come into a hospital are 99% unvaccinated folks. I respect your political opinion, your ethnical, political, socioeconomical backgrounds. But in summary, trust me, guys. Vaccines, as I have said before, has been the number one scientific development that has allowed humankind to take a stride and survive prior pandemics. Nowadays, due to technology, the modernization of uh, technological and research advances, we were able to produce a vaccine that I truly consider myself to be effective. And I am yet to be to see a patient that is vaccinated having severe COVID-19 illness. There might be a few people out there and those can be counted probably with our hand fingers. But for the most part, it is sad to see now young people getting affected, middle-aged men and seniors that were unvaccinated and simply exposed by their irresponsible younger siblings, relatives to this horrible virus. I'm trying not to get emotional, but I want you to understand that it's not because I'm a doctor and my responsibility is just to do my work and, and show up to my clinical shifts and, and do that. I'm just telling you, when I made the oath to help patients comfort them and relieve them, I never thought in 21 years that I was going to get exposed to this significant burden of illness. It is plain overwhelming. No country with the best healthcare system, the highest technology, the most resources can overcome or have a fight in a situation like this one. Hospitals are 90% full of COVID-19. The measures that have been taken across the United States, specifically in Texas and Florida, are critical measures are disaster measures and we're running out of ventilators we're running out of oxygen there is not uncommon to see comments that doctors are crowdsourcing for outpatient and inpatient community resources to take care of the people it is not unusual to hear that ventilators are running out it is not unusual to see that people are dying right and left. This could have been prevented. 
I mean, you guys tell me, uh, let's go back to day zero. What happened with this illness? Where it came from? The bad China. I'm not going to that. I feel it's awful. The first time we didn't know what to do about it. Still, two years later, we have no clue what to do about it. There is not such a thing like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, Regeneron, monoclonal antibodies of any kind, Rendesivir, Acitromycin, Budesonide, Formoterol, Albuterol, you name it. We just don't know who is going to die. We don't know who's just going to pull through. Hear me out. And I'm begging you. I'm begging you from the bottom of my heart. Think about it twice. Trust me. The vaccine is making a difference for the people that have gotten it. But it's also the reason why the ones that didn't get it are getting so extremely sick. It's, it's tough going on your clinical day shift to see people and looking, walking through the hallways and seeing them on the vents, either on BiPAP, high-flow nasal cannula, ventilatory support. All over the country, intensive care physicians, respiratory therapists, intensive care nurses, emergency room nurses, emergency room physicians, primary care physicians are taking the burden of dealing with this horrible pandemic. Call it politics, call it social media. I don't know when this got so polarized. I understand why, in this case, American citizens don't trust their country, their government. Some people judge me and have made uh, public comments on Facebook that because I was not born in the United States, I don't know what it's like. Trust me, now, as an American citizen and having had done the oath to be an, an American citizen, I can tell you I'm, I'm, I'm an, as much as American as you think you are. Those ones that have uh, done allegations about certain points of view in the past. Anyway, having said that, get your vaccine. Pick anyone. I would highly recommend Pfizer, Moderna, but just get a vaccine. I hope uh, soon we get to get a, a booster shot. We want to get back to normal life, guys. Uh, we want to go back to hug people. We want to go back to our regular activities. We want to get back to travel. I want to get back to hug my patients, touch them, shake hands without wearing a glove. It is... It is complicated, uh, the extreme precautions that we physicians are taking not to get infected. Who's going to take care of you if we get sick? I mean, I'm wearing this special mask that I love, and I wash my hands compulsively. I worry about my family. I worry about my kids. Why don't you worry about your own? If I can touch at least one person with this comment and be able to reach out to at least one human being to make them take the decision to go and get vaccinated, I'll be satisfied. I'm not a, a sponsor by a pharmaceutical company. I have no financial interest. I'm just coming from the bottom of the heart as an immigrant physician that came to this society to help people and to improve healthcare in America. This society has given me everything that I have, and I'm extremely thankful for it. But guys, it's extremely sad to have daily ongoing discussions 
to patients and their relatives on how sad it is to see them die or get worse when this all could have been prevented. And that's a tough conversation, but I have seen patients telling me in my eyes, being cyanotic, meaning purple, oxygen deprived with oxygen concentrations in the 50s, 40%. I think I heard somebody being as low as 33% talking to you or barely trying to talk to you, being regretful and ashamed of not having had made the decision to take the vaccination. And just to wrap it up, I'm gonna show you a couple posts that really moved me and that have significant made a, a difference in, in the way I perceive this current situation. This, these are not my words and I'm not trying to steal it. I just read this and I just wanna make this available for everybody. And this is not my personal statement. I don't know who said it, but nobody could have written this in a better way. And he says, in quotes, I'm vaccinated and no, I don't know what it is in it, neither. This vaccine, nor the ones I've had as a child, or what is in that Big Mac, that pumpkin spice flavoring, or in hot dogs, or in chicken tenders, or what's in other drugs used for other treatments, whether the treatment for cancer, AIDS, or polyarthritis. I don't actually know what's in ibuprofen, Tylenol, or other pain medications that almost everyone takes. I just know it cures my headaches and my pain. Or what's in cough medicine, that allergy nasal spray, our insulin or high blood pressure medications. I also don't know what is in the ink of tattoos, vaping cigarettes, or every other ingredient in my soap or shampoo or deodorants. I don't know what is in lipstick. I don't know the long-term effect of cell phone usage or whether or not that restaurant I just ate at really use clean utensils, fresh foods, or whether the employees there wash their hands. In short, there's a lot of things I don't know and I will never will. I just know one thing, life is short, very short, and I still want to do something with my life other than just going to work every day or staying locked in my home. I still want to travel and hunt people without fear and experience more of my life before. As a child and as an adult, I have been vaccinated for mumps, measles, rubella, polymyelitis, chickenpox, smallpox, and quite a few others. As an adult, I've been vaccinated for tetanus, hepatitis B, A, Soster, and each fall, I get a flu shot that is less effective at preventing the flu than the COVID vaccine is at preventing COVID-19. My parents and I trusted the science and never had to suffer through or transmit any of the childhood diseases that used to kill children and adults. I'm vaccinated not to please the government, but to not die from COVID-19, to not clutter a hospital bed if I get sick, 
to hug my loved ones without fearing I may transmit a deadly virus to them. To not have to do PCR or antigenic tests so I can go to a concert, go to a restaurant, go on holidays, and many more things to come. To live my life again. To have my kids, grandkids, go back to school and play sports safely. To make these days of COVID-19 become just an old memory. To protect us all, all of us. It is just amazing. And my dear friend and colleague, Dr. G I don't remember his name. I don't want to bring it up because I try to say as neutral as I can, has shared a very nice post from the internet that I picked up and I read. It comes from a doctor, and this is the last one, in Iowa, Dr. Jeffrey Dietzenbach. I hope I pronounce it well. He's an Iowa clinic general surgeon that wrote the following post last week, and his message is too good not to be shared. And I'm going to use this platform to do so. It is not my words, neither. And he says, COVID's observations from a general surgeon. Full disclosure, this is my first book post ever. I hope I'm doing this right. Also, I'm not an expert in COVID-19 or infectious diseases. And he goes, this pandemic has been long, difficult, polarizing, historical, exasperating, and confusing. I can complain about it, but not that much. I have had no loved ones or close friends who have become extremely sick or die from this virus. I personally have not contracted this virus. As a general surgeon, the only care I have had to administer to a COVID-positive patient is the occasional appendectomy or gallbladder removal. I've been lucky enough to not have to spend countless hours in the ICU managing ventilators and medical care. Those healthcare providers are the real heroes. One thing that has really perplexed me throughout this whole pandemic, though, is the lack of humility, namely the lack of humility when it comes to experts' opinions. I like to travel. Do I get on the tarmac and inspect the mechanics on the plane or discuss the flight plan with the pilot or tower? Nope. I am not an expert in that. I have the humility and the faith that those people are experts and they will get me where I need to be safely. I like a nice yard. Do I tell my lawn care company how much nitrogen and weed control to use? Nope. I don't have the time to devote to learn about that. I will leave it up to the lawn care expert. I hope I never get sued, but I defend myself in court with a total pack of legal knowledge. Nope. I will leave that, up, leave that up to the legal experts. When my car needs to be fixed, do I tell the mechanic how to repair it? Nope. I know nothing about auto repair. Do I walk around talking COVID-19 and vaccinations and posting constantly about it? Nope. I'm not an infectious disease doctor or a pulmonologist or critical care physician. I get it. Frustration about closing schools and businesses social distancing, limiting travel, using masks, etc. It is understandable. The benefit and philosophy behind some of these things are not black and white. The things I don't understand, it is the distrust of expert healthcare providers and the lack of humility. Biostatistics is not easy. Through research, 
not just looking Google or social media or your personal experience or your own, quote, clinical data, unquote, and reviewing data and studies and articles is not easy. Believe me, as a general surgery program director, we hold six journal clubs a year reviewing the most recent surgical literature. I have the humility to know that I am not an esthetician and by no means an expert in this field. You can find a, quote, expert, unquote, on COVID-19 pretty much anywhere. Online at work, at the dinner table, on MSN or Fox News, and especially on social media. I find it interesting that there are lots and lots of infectious diseases specialists and pulmonologists across this planet, and I don't recall any of them suggesting anything that was counter to the most recent accepted best practices based on the most updated information we had at, the, at, the, at that moment in time. Yes, things change. The virus changes. Data and statistics change. Discoveries change and new information emerges. One thing that doesn't change is the expertise of the scientists, infectious disease doctors, and pulmonologists. I'm a doctor, and I think I am a pretty good one. A pretty good one. What could One could say I'm an expert at surgery, but when it comes to my kids' health, I'm going to see my pediatrician's recommendation. When it comes to a vaccine, I am going to follow the generally accepted recommendations by the true experts. And when I start to see a brown spot in my lawn, I'm calling the longer guy. Ask yourself, how many times you put your life at risk by humbly and faithfully putting your trust in a person, eating at a restaurant, walking over a grate on the sidewalk, taking an Uber, or for God's sakes, going on a carnival ride at the Iowa State Fair? This doesn't make you a cheapo. This happens all the time, every day. All I am asking for is a little humility and trust, not in me or this post, but in experts. The end. Just amazing, extremely well said. I wish I was as as fluent and as a prolific as these people are, but in those two paragraphs, I have summarized pretty much not only the opinion of me, but I think these two people, the first one, who I don't know who it is, I hope one day I get to know that person because he or she could have not written that better, has nailed it. In summary, guys, listen to this or judge me or criticize me, but just trust me. The vaccine helps, the vaccine works, and I just don't want you to get ill. Trust me.